0: Welcome to the next episode of Anand Sahib, and we're continuing on our ideas of what it is to live a healthy, pure, clean life and what are the elements that we need to look at, to reflect on and the things that we need to improve in order to live that lifestyle. Verse 20 of Anand Sahib starts by Guruji saying Inwardly clean and outwardly clean outwardly clean and inwardly clean by performing the Guru's actions. News of filth does not reach them whose thoughts are merged with permanence. Those who earn the jewel of life, blessed are these traders. Says Nanak, those whose minds are clean always remain with the true Guru. Now, it's really important that we don't get confused or put off by something that feels like quite old language. We're using words like being clean, being pure, filth. So we need to understand that the language being used here isn't about judgment. It's about identifying areas in our life that need to be addressed, Uh, looking at things that cause us harm, looking at things that bring us pain. And the wisdom here is showing us that there are really two ways to live our life. There is a healthy way to live and an unhealthy way to live. And we'll be exploring what are the two different ways, what are the characteristics of an unhealthy life and what are the things that we need to improve so that we can have good, proper mental well-being, mental health. So let's start by looking at what is this unhealthy lifestyle. We already addressed some of those in the last verse which talked about having a conflict with the way that you live your life on the outside, but the inside, the mental state that you're in is not in alignment. So the unhealthy way of living is about identifying things that are unhelpful in your life. Looking at not the people, not the job or the things or the things that you do, the actions, it's, it's not interested in any of those things. The Guru is really starting by saying, what is a healthy perspective and what is an unhealthy way of thinking and looking at life? So the unhelpful perspective is the way that thinks that things belong to us. Life is all about achieving more, doing something more, always trying to strive to attain and get more things, clinging on to the things that we already have, never being satisfied with those things and then always striving for more and never embracing the changes and challenges that come with life, always resisting, always having this mentality that I can control every element of life. And Guru's basically pointing out to us that says, you know what, these are the ways that people think and we've noticed that this is not healthy. This doesn't lead them to good mental well-being, mental health. Guruji's pointing out that we have more worries when we think like this, when we have this frustrated agitated always active mind then it leads to this unsettled feeling inside of us and we already heard a few verses ago about how without stillness and tranquility worries never leave so guru is constantly trying to make you aware of the way that you think can massively impact how you feel about life and how your entire life will turn out so we all know that we want balance and harmony in our life and the way that we do it is we think we need to solve all the problems in our life, we need to sort our relationships out, we need to sort our finances, we need to make sure that if there are any desires and hopes and dreams that we have that we need to fulfill all of those, we need to have a healthy body and Guru's basically saying try and do all those things but you may do all of them and still not end up with harmony. You still might not end up with balance because if you start from the outside, then you will fix all those things. And there are people who have solved all of these things in their life. They have all the greatest riches in the world and they have great people in their life and they have access to whatever information and knowledge and technology and things. They have access to all of those things, but inside they haven't, worked out how do I fix my inner state they haven't worked out that by constantly being chasing the outside world I've neglected my inner world and the Guru is saying maybe there's a different way of looking at life if you want your world your life to be blissful then maybe you need to start by having a blissful mind it starts from within if you have harmony and balance within you then that gets expressed in your life on the outside. So you start from the inside and work your way out. And the Guru is saying those who live in that way, everything that they do in life also has that fragrance of harmony and balance. Every action that they take, every conversation that they have, the way they speak, the way they act, the people that they interact with, all of these things seem to have a lot more calmness, a lot more tranquility, and that's because they're coming from that place from within. So it boils down to a very simple formula. If you want a good outer life, then that starts with a good inner life, a good state of mind. So well being comes from understanding your mind, understanding the things that are weighing you down the problems that are weighing you down and learning how do you deal with those thoughts, not dealing with the actions that you're thinking about, not dealing with the things that you're thinking about, but dealing with the actual thoughts themselves. So freeing ourselves from what weighs us down. And this is what really we all want. We all want betterment in our life. Take the example of if you want a very clean house. If you want your house or your room to be completely spotless, that isn't something that you do just once. It's something that you have to maintain and sustain. You have to make the effort to clean that house, but then you also have to make the effort to sustain that, to keep that clean. So in the same way, we need to think about what are the actions that we're taking to detox our mind? What are the things that we are doing to cleanse ourselves from the toxins of selfish thinking, the toxins of always worrying about myself, my I amness, my never-ending desires that I, I, I never seem to acknowledge. We're always looking at our desires and thinking, oh, well, this is something more that I have to achieve. If you've bought something that you really enjoy after a while, it loses that enjoyment, a thought comes in your head, well, now I need to buy something else. There's something more. Now I'm interested in that. My friends have that. Or there's something else that I, that's new that's come on the market. That That's the thing that's going to give me happiness. And what we do is when that thought comes, comes in our mind is we think that until I solve that problem, the mind has come up with a problem. And until I solve that problem, I'm not going to feel the happiness that my mind is trying to fix. But the reality is... Your mind is always going to be able to create new problems. It's always going to have new things for you to lust over and and, and chase after. And we never really understand our mind. We always just accept whatever the mind says and we go and do it. But the Guru is always about pointing you inwards and saying, look within yourself, understand what's going on in your inner state understand what are the things that are happening within your mind and then work out how do you cleanse yourself from the toxins of your mind so this is really a detox that the guru is trying to give us the wisdom the practices so we we see this line about those who follow the guru's actions well the guru's actions are the practices and the wisdom that allow you and enable you to have this healthy mind anything that the guru gives you is really not a rule and i think this is so important that we we see so many times when people ask about the guru's path about sikhi is what does sikhi say about this or that what what about this rule and what about that rule do i really need to follow that or do that and and a lot of the times people are so put off by what seems like a big list of rules that you have to follow but if we understand them as enablers to our own mental well-being, the focus is our mental well-being. And if the Guru has given you a suggestion saying, well, if you lived in this particular way, if you thought in this particular way, if you acted in this way, those things would become enablers because it would allow you to constantly be aware of your mental state. These are the things that remind you to look back within yourself. But if you don't understand that they're enablers of mental well being, then you just see them as things that need to be done. You see them as rules that have to be followed. And yes, you may follow them for a while after a while you may think you know what this is too much I don't want to follow these rules anymore there's too much pressure or I can't live up to the standard but it's not about the rules the rules are are not the thing that we need to focus on the rules, the practices anything that you feel is a restriction try and now understand it as how does that enable me to understand the Guru's wisdom so we want to reach a state where there is no conflict between our inner state and our external life and our outer actions. There needs to be this absolute balance and harmony. And Guru is constantly pointing to those people who have managed to reach that harmony, those people who have perfected their inner state. And as a result of that, they've perfected their worldly and daily life as well. And so Guru is really talking about these people here saying, So those people, the news of filth does not reach them. Those whose thoughts are merged with the permanence. The ones who are always aware of this divine perspective that life is really not about me. I'm only here for a short period of time. Go back to your understanding of the analogy of the wave. When the wave understands, hey, I'm just a wave, my life is really not that important. Let me just enjoy being a wave. Let me enjoy being connected to this vast ocean and let me be in awe of how huge the ocean is and how small and insignificant I am. So, those people who have this divine perspective, their daily troubles don't seem to weigh them down. The things that you go through in life that seems so serious, so tragic, so huge a burden on our life. It's only the perspective that's stopping you from realizing that these things aren't that big, that important. And I'm sure there's those of you that are thinking, this guy doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't know the people in my life that are ill the health problems that I'm having to deal with in myself, or I'm dealing with the death of a loved one, or I'm dealing with financial troubles, or I'm not able to help my children pass their exams. There are so many things that people are going through, but go back to your understanding because no one here is trying to judge your life. The guru is only trying to make your life better and go back to your understanding of the wave, understand that no matter what, there is a small, finite amount of time that you're here. And if you take life so seriously that everything becomes a problem, everything weighs you down, and you feel that you have to solve all of these various things, the Guru is saying, we've been there, we've tried it, and we have seen people who have failed miserably because they've, constantly tried to fix the outside world in order to make themselves feel better. And the Guru is saying, that's a never-ending game. That's, That's a game that you're never going to win. The only way to win is to start from a good position, start from a good positive mental state where you aren't so bogged down, weighed down by the burdens of life itself. And those people whose minds are on this divine perspective, Mansa Sach Samani, the ones who have their hopes and their thoughts on the divine perspective, on the ultimate truth, the such, the ones whose minds are are in this ultimate truth all the time. Kurki the dirt that stains you and me, the problems that burden our lives, it doesn't seem to affect the people with the right mental attitude. So Guru's saying that there isn't even a hint of these problems that affects them. Kurki soy. Soy means the news. There's not even... a word of of, of trouble doesn't even enter their mind. Things happen of course circumstances happen to everyone that are out of their control but it doesn't register in their mind as a problem it registers in their mind as just another event that's affecting the wave but the wave is not here for a long period of time so i'm not going to carry this burden with me i'm not going to allow this to become a burden that weighs me down and this is a practice this is something that you have to learn to do And one of the meditations that uh, we've done on on our YouTube channel is the letting go guided meditation where you learn to practice on a daily basis how to see the problems that you're carrying in your life, how to imagine the problems that you have unconsciously in your mind, how to start imagining them as these rocks that you're constantly carrying and then we go through a guided meditation where you just learn to put them down. They're not going anywhere, they're not, we're not dealing with the problems, we're just learning for a moment to just put them aside and give yourself a moment to breathe, you know, learn how to carry these things without carrying the weight of them, carrying the burden of them. So you have to see that there is a way of living life where you can be unattached, where you can be unaffected by thoughts of attachment. By the thoughts that you're attached to, by the things that you're attached to, there is a way of living in that world but not being so affected by them. So if you have any attachments in this state of mind, it's only to be connected to the highest way of thinking. It is to have this divine perspective. That is the only thing that you're attached to in this state of Nam. So we need to start thinking about life as how do we retain this understanding? How do we maintain our minds so that we're always looking at life as not half empty but half full? Always looking at the positive, always looking at I am only here for a short period of time. Understanding your limitedness is actually a huge enabler. And a lot of the time we don't like to think about that. We don't like to think about the things that have been deemed by society as negative don't talk about death don't talk about how short life is but really it's a very positive way of looking at life and one of the examples that i think works really well is it's really interesting when i'm sitting at home and with my family and we're having dinner it's so interesting to see how my children will eat and the moment that they're full, no matter how much food is on their plate, they'll sit back, no matter how tasty the, the meal is, they'll sit back and they'll say, I'm full, I can't eat anymore. And my wife and I are always shocked by that because we know that as adults we tend not to do that. Even if we're completely full, if something's really tasty, we'll keep going and we'll keep eating more and more. And in our minds we know, like we're done, we don't need to eat anymore. But it's so tasty we can't help ourselves we keep being tempted by the flavor and the sweetness of it and what's really interesting is when you look at children if they're full they're full you there's nothing that you can do to tempt them to eat more because no matter how tasty it is there's there's a a a state of mind that they've reached where they just shut off and they say there's there's i i'm not going to eat any more of this." so when you are satisfied in life hunger can't seem to get you. It can't seem to tempt you. And maybe this is a way that we need to start looking at our mental health as well. How do we reach mental satisfaction? We are constantly in a unhealthy state of mind. And that state of mind is one that is always agitated, always looking at improving every situation in life always looking at fixing faults fixing problems so we seem to be coming from this constant mm-hmm. nagging thought in our head that's i need to fix this scenario and one of the ways that, that i think about which is a good example of of, of, of of to demonstrate this is when you are at the grocery store when you're at the supermarket and you're ready to pay at the till even if you go and stand at the back of a queue, you'll notice that your mind isn't still, isn't relaxed. You're always looking at all the other tills. You're looking at, why has is, why is that person got so many things in, in their basket? They're not supposed to be in that lane. Or, why can't they open more tills? There are so many people just sitting around doing nothing. The staff aren't doing anything. So your mind is constantly, even when you've done your shopping, you're just standing there, you're waiting to pay, your mind doesn't know how to just stay still your mind doesn't know how to just be satisfied. Even if you're not late for anything, you're trying to find a way that that how do I beat the cues? My wife has a really bad bad, uh, habit of when we're driving, whenever she's driving, she's always driving like she's late and I have to remind her we're perfectly on time you don't have to overtake other cars you don't have to go in the fastest lane you can just drive at a normal speed but she's gotten into the habit of always increasing that speed and driving a little bit faster and I think it's it's not for me to pick on my wife but it's for me to just notice that our mindset is always doing this we're always finding ways to not be relaxed in the moment but to fix a problem, solve something. Even if there's no problem, how do we make life slightly better, improve the situation? And I have to remind myself not to do that on a daily basis because I'm doing it all the time. And there are a handful of questions that I ask myself at any time when I notice that I'm being frustrated or agitated. There's there's a really good demonstration of this, which is that when I drop my kids to school in the morning, when when I'm getting them ready and and, and I do the school run, I, I get them in the car and I drop them to school, I notice how many different times the same journey can have so many different emotions for me. So some days I am dropping my kids to school and I'm thinking, wow, look how lucky I am that I get to spend this quality time with my kids. So I'm driving that same journey to school and I'm thinking, this is great, I get to spend time with my kids. There are other times where my kids are so overexcited about something and they're they're, they're, they're maybe talking quite loud. And the same journey, is now the thing that's causing me so much grief. And I'm, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I'm thinking in my, in my mind, oh, I wish they would just be silent. I wish they would just be quiet. And so I've noticed in myself that if I do the same journey every day, I go through many different mental states. And I have these questions that I ask myself whenever I notice that I'm feeling agitated. And, and the number one question that I ask myself is, what expectation did you have of this moment? what unrealistic expectation am i trying to live up to and as soon as i ask myself that question i realize oh the reason i'm agitated right now is i created this unrealistic expectation in my mind that my kids were going to be silent and when i realize that i realize how foolish i've been even unconsciously to think that every time that i drive my kids to school that it has to be the same experience every time It has to be a great experience where we're having a deep, meaningful conversation or every time it has to be one that suits me. But they're kids. They're going to be different every single time, every day. They're going to go through different moods and emotions as well. But my mind doesn't seem to understand that. So I ask myself this really important question. What am I resisting right now? And I realize that if, if I become conscious that I'm resisting the way life is right now, then the problem isn't life, the problem is my resistance. And as soon as I realize that, I can step back and think, oh, if I just let go of this unrealistic expectation that I've got in my mind, if I just let that go and I just accept life as it is, then all of a sudden I don't need to silence my kids or I don't need to get rid of the traffic or I don't need to fix some external problem because I've let go of the thing within my mind that saw it as a problem. So ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself questions like, what What? expectation do I have of this moment? What is it that's causing me stress? What part of reality am I resisting? What am I not accepting right now? What grace do I have at this moment that I'm forgetting? And that that's, is such a huge question because you realize at every moment that you're agitated and you think that there is this big problem in your life, you're forgetting hundreds of blessings that are happening to you simultaneously at that very moment. There are so many blessings that are happening in your life and we're just oblivious. We're just completely ignoring the fact that our body is healthy, we're breathing, I'm driving a car, I have money in my, in, my, in my wallet, I have clothes, I've just eaten a great breakfast, I have a family, I have so many things, so why am I going to focus on this one negative thing? And this is a wisdom that really needs to be spread all over the world because every man, woman and child goes through this do you see how this wisdom isn't about a religion anymore and the people who are worried about Sikhi and and there being rules and things it isn't about that, it's about this underlying wisdom that's there for your benefit so Guruji uses this word Mansa where are you placing your hopes and desires? the ones who place their hopes and desires on the ultimate way of thinking This ultimate truth They don't seem to have the problems Impacting their life the way you and me do So if you have your mind On this wider perspective Accepting this very moment as it is Because remember that's what Naam is We've seen time and time again in an Sahib That accepting Hukam Accepting Parna, Accepting life as it is In that very moment is Naam that is your meditation that is your realization that is your awakening so those who stay in that state and don't have their mind on trying to fix problems on trying to earn more money on trying to get fame or material success or fix anything that they feel is broken in that particular moment Those are the people who seem to be in a comfortable state of mind. They are in Naam. And this is the healthiest, purest way of living. And this is what Guru means about being Geo-Nirmal, being clean within yourself, being Geo-Nirmal and Baro-Nirmal. Those are the people who are the healthiest, the ones who never forget in their mind their ultimate form. They realize that... I am part of the unlimited universe. The universe is acting this story out. This is what is happening. No matter what happens to this particular character, the universe is in tranquility and I can also tap into that tranquility. I don't have to focus on the one thing that is negative when there are millions of things that are happening right now which are positive. So this is the healthy way of looking at life. This is not being distracted by small temporary things that are always going to happen. It's so surprising to me that we can make a problem out of anything. We can make a problem out of just the weather. Oh, it's too hot today, there's too much sun. You spend your whole life thinking about having nice weather and then the day that it's really sunny, you're worried that it's too much sun. And when it's not sunny, then there's too much rain. We can make a problem just out of what the clouds are doing just out of what weather is doing. So we need to understand that this is a mindset, this is a practice, this is something that you have allowed yourself to do on a day-to-day basis, and you can untrain yourself. You can train yourself in a different way. You can unlearn this way of living life. And it just comes down to a very simple idea that a tranquil mind experiences a tranquil world. An agitated mind experiences an agitated world. If you want a life that is blissful, that is calm, that is joyful, it doesn't come by having this hugely unrealistic expectation that everything is going to be solved on the outside. My life is great only when I have lots of money and great family and great relationships and great friends and great food and clothes. And that isn't a great life. A great mind is a great life, regardless of what's happening on the outside. And when you begin to understand this, Guru goes on to say, Janam Ratan Jini Pale Sevanjare. Those who earn the jewel of life, blessed are these traders. So, Guru is talking about a process of internal refinement. By using this analogy of a jewel, Think about, if you know anything about how diamonds are mined. You go into these really deep, hot, dark places in caves, underground, and you do a lot of effort and you pull out a jewel, which is a diamond. But that diamond doesn't have value until it's been cleaned and smoothed out. So the Guru is saying that within you, within your life, there is this enormous diamond but you have it rough at the moment. You don't know how to smooth it out. The Guru's teachings is a way of smoothing out the rough edges of your life and more importantly smoothing out the rough edges of your mind, of your thought processes to reveal that within your mind there is this diamond that's within you and that diamond is the higher perspective. The diamond is the way of thinking that most people don't seem to have. Those who are connected with the truth, those who listen to this wisdom of the Guru, will have diamonds, rubies, pearls in the way that they think. And we need to start understanding now that the diamond of life is the awakened mind. I want to give you an example that's really personal to me. There was A time in my life where I was financially very stable and earning quite a lot of money. And then at one point, my finances changed drastically overnight. And even though my life was pretty much the same, I still lived in the same house and I had all my belongings with me and my food was the same and my clothes and all the things were around me the very idea that I was no longer earning the same as I used to earn really bugged me for a while and one morning I was reading Gurbani and this this line came across which was something to the effect of divine understanding is wealth and that really struck me it struck me because all all of a sudden I was able to see that I had access to a wealth that I was unaware of. The Guru was giving me this way of thinking, this meditative lifestyle, this way of having tranquility throughout problems. And the Guru has given me that for years and years and years. I've had the blessing of having access to this wisdom and slowly trying to imply it, apply this wisdom to my life and I'd forgotten all about it and the Guru was saying to me that a way of thinking that brings you tranquility is the biggest jewel of life if you feel like you don't have enough money in your life well what about all the wealth that you have in your thought processes that which leads you to happiness that which is really bringing you happiness in your life is already there and when I understood that I understood that how valuable this Guru really is in my life. How precious, how priceless this wisdom is. And I see so many people going through so much pain and I realize if only you had this different way of thinking. It's not that my life is any different to anyone else's. It's not like the people who are hugely awakened in life don't have The regular problems that you and I have, they have exactly the same problems, but they have a way of dealing with it, which is the wisdom. They have a way of thinking that completely changes their perception of the problem. And so oneness, this way of thinking, oneness is a gift. Oneness is a treasure. Accessing oneness, knowing oneness, living with it, being connected with it, is the greatest wealth that you can ever achieve in your life. Nothing else materially is going to be able to give you the satisfaction, the bliss, the joy that oneness and the mentality of oneness is going to give you. And this is why Anant Sahib begins with ikwankar Satgur Prasad. Oneness is the Guru's blessing. And when you understand that you are constantly being blessed in ways that you never valued before, because you've grown up in a society that values material success over mental success. And the Guru is trying to show you that we're all thinking about mental health, but what about your mental wealth? We're all thinking about material wealth, but what about mental wealth? And when I understood this, it allowed me to reframe my thinking and to reframe my ideas of what it meant to be truly rich and we all want these things in our life we all want proper mental well-being and the Guru is saying what are you doing to earn this currency of mental wealth what are you doing to earn nam thinking so let's go back to this idea because Gurbani is very clearly teaching us here, the Guru is teaching us here that there are two ways of living. If you look at the previous verse and in this verse the Guru is showing us that there is an unhealthy way of living and the unhealthy way of thinking is me thinking. Let me just clarify that just because I know we've talked about this before but it it, it comes up time and time again and it's so important that we understand it. You and me are living in what I call me thinking. You wake up in the morning and all you can do is think about me 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 and all the things that i need to do with my life and that is your unhealthy way of living that's your unhealthy mind and the guru is saying that there is a healthier way of thinking which is called naam i like to think about naam as Me, not me the not me thinking the you thinking when you focus on me all day, of course your mind is so trained to think about improving things for the me. The mind is constantly thinking about how do I improve life so the me feels better. And the Guru has given this phenomenal wisdom called Nam that says stop thinking about you all the time. Life isn't about you. Your body isn't about you. Your circumstances aren't about you It's not personal It's not about trying to make your life better or worse Just take a step back and notice If you are a fruit, notice the tree If you are a wave, notice the ocean Notice what is really going on And it isn't about you, it's not your story So Nam thinking is Namer, Not me thinking And what are you doing to earn this healthier way of thinking that's a question that you need to ask yourself am I really doing the right actions to earn this way of thinking because remember we talked about the Guru's actions those who follow the Guru's way and the Guru's actions are really the Guru's mindset the Guru's mentality this, this is why this whole wisdom is called Guru's mindset gurmat, the mindset of Guru. Remember, Guru means darkness to light or enlightenment. So this is the mindset of enlightenment or the enlightened mind. You are being offered the enlightened mind because the the, the greatest minds in the world have realized that the happiest life is one where the mind is happy. I hear this joke sometimes um, where people say happy wife equals happy life. But in reality, I think it's about a happy mind equals a happy life. If you know how to think, then you know how to live. And how blessed are those people who live in this way? How blessed are those people for whom this is their highest priority? For a lot of us, our highest priority is about our salaries, about our finances, our jobs and our families. Those are our highest priorities. And the Guru is saying that you've made the world your business. The enlightened people have made the mind their business. That is their trade. That is what they're trading in. They're always getting rid of the toxins of their mind and bringing in the healthier part of their mind. They are making their life about trading away the problems and having good positive mental health. So blessed are those people who make Naam their trade, Naam their business, Naam is their life purpose. By business, I don't mean that they are trading in the wisdom of Nam. Their their trade is their mindset. What they do, who they interact with, is always coming from the perspective of is this going to improve my mental well-being? If it isn't going to improve and give me the higher understanding, then it's not worth doing. Then it's not the thing that is going to necessarily be the thing that I focus on. And there are things that you have to do which aren't going to improve your mental well-being. But can you do them in a positive mental attitude? Can you do them with the right attitude? Can you do them being detached, not being bogged down and tied down? So Guru is saying the people who do this are the the luckiest people on on life itself. In life, these are the people who have found the Janamrat and they found the jewel of life. Everyone else is looking for life and looking for external jewels. They found the internal jewel. And Guru ends by saying, Those whose minds are clean, always remain with the true Guru. The people who always are aligned with this enlightenment thinking, with the lighter, higher way of thinking, those are the people who who are having the pure mind the cleanest way of living and the healthiest mental well-being. So really this is a question that we need to start asking ourselves how am i living my life? How am i remembering the jewel of life, the jewel of divine thinking? How what am i doing in order to retain this guru's wisdom and keeping it with me always? Am i mindful when my thoughts start to go down a negative path am I mindful of where I'm placing my thoughts am I mindful of the things that I allow into my mind which then fester and then stay in there and then create problems later on am I aware of those things that I'm bringing into my mind so these are the things that are the enlightened way of thinking these are the ways in which we are constantly refining our, our mind remember the, the analogy of, of smoothing away the rough edges of the diamond the diamond is your mind in Japji Sahib we hear Matvich ratan manak je ek gurki suni. if you listen to the one thing that the Guru has to teach you in life your mind will begin to reveal rubies, diamonds and jewels Only if you listen to that one message of the Guru. So the Guru is here trying to show you, you are looking at life in the wrong way. You're looking at life by trying to solve the outside and not trying to fix the inside. Once you fix the inside, all the outside problems will get solved. Answer these questions either by writing them down or discussing them in your groups. List three ways in which you have good mental wealth. What unhealthy perspectives or distractions do you have that need to be improved? How will you retain the divine perspective during your busy lifestyle? Hi, this is Sapal Singh. Thanks for listening and I hope you're benefiting from our podcast. Nanak Nam is all about simplifying the life-changing wisdom of Guru Nanak Dev Ji and making it freely available to everyone through online videos, podcasts, booklets and courses. And we need your donations to help spread these teachings even further. Please consider setting up a regular monthly donation by visiting nanaknam.org forward slash donate. With your support, we're taking Gurmat Global.